This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. It's time for the Thursday edition here on the August 10th. That's the date on the calendar. That is edition of your favorite. I know. We know it's your favorite NFL and Raiders podcast, Silver and Black Today, and Odyssey Original Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you can subscribe to it. Please do that for us. Turn on the auto download. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit subscription and the notifications bell. We certainly appreciate it. Of course, Thursdays is also our mailbag segment. So if you'd like to send us some mail, just just send us a note. Mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. And I say us because I bring in my partner. That is Mo Moten. He's the senior NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. And you can follow him on Twitter or send him questions or comments at Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. The show is SNB Today. All right, Mo, the season's getting closer. We have a game tonight, the first preseason game outside of the Hall of Fame game, of course, the Patriots and the Texans. So here we go. I know that means uh, your life is a lot busier as you get ready to cover the entire league. But, man, just having football on again on Thursdays and then going into the weekends with the pregame schedule. Of course, the Raiders practicing with the 49ers this week to end the week out before they play them in a preseason game in Las Vegas on Sunday. So here we go. But I know everybody's excited. Most most people are excited. Some people, and we'll get into it a little bit later as we talk about some of the mailbag comments, uh, little people still not happy with where their team is at. But I'm happy football's back. How about you? Thursday night football's back, sort of. <laughs> uh, Raiders had their Raiders had their first joint practice with the 49ers today, so they're gearing up for their game on Sunday. By the way, I will have a post game show after that. Just a shameless plug there, but no, it's we're <laughs> ba- finally back to having football games. I know we got to see Dorian Thompson Robinson show out against the Jets in the Hall of Fame game. Now it's in full swing where every all the other teams get involved, and we get to watch some real football. Some of you degenerates out there get to bet on preseason football, Kelly Kreiner. And, <laughs> you know, it's the, start of, it's the start of football season, so I'm excited. Yes, and Kelly swears, and actually I've seen a couple headlines recently 
as obviously the betting content starts to increase as people yeah. about betting on the preseason and actually you can make some money at it. But then again, uh, I'm sure those people are also sponsored by sports books. And let me get your comment about that too, by the way. ESPN is going to do a sport. ESPN, who is bleeding viewers uh, and having other troubles along with the entire family of Disney companies, uh, is getting into the sports book business. Um, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. Number one, but I am surprised at the timing because, uh, I mean, listen, it's a big business. Everybody wants their piece now. But as everything started to launch, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, with uh, legalized betting becoming more popular in states and, and, and ratified in states, are you, are you shocked at their timing? Mo? I, I, it just seems like it was a little anticlimactic. I'm not shocked at the timing. Football, as we just said, football season is around a corner. You gotta you gotta get in on it on this. Well, the now. season timing, but I mean I mean them getting into the business, you would have thought this would have been something they had done back when we saw other we saw the big sports books do it. They have the power of the four-letter brand that they've had for so long. I just was surprised they didn't do it two years ago. That's that's the timing I'm talking about. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I guess I it could have should have happened maybe. Maybe it would have happened sooner. You know how these things go. It's not a unilateral decision. It's got to right. go through a lot of people. A lot Regulatory. of people have to stamp their approval on it. So you got to go through a lot of red tape before things like that, big decisions like that are made. Mm. So that's probably what the holdup was. There's probably someone higher up in the in the in the food chain that was kind of resistant. Because yeah. let's be honest, there are some people out there who still look at sports betting as oh, sports betting is you know for a while wasn't as you said wasn't legal everywhere. So. Mm -hmm. There are still some people out there who have that old school state of mind. I'm sure there was somebody probably in the board of directors or a high executive with that old school state of mind and decided to, well, I have to adapt. Everyone else is dipping into the pool. We have to do it, too, to make some money. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And, and they need money. So that why not uh, take football betters on right away to get some of that cash flow? Going. All right. So we're going to get into Raiders now, obviously, as camp rolls on. Um, going into the game here coming up on Sunday in the joint practices with the 49ers, the Raiders released their first depth chart. Now, overall, depth charts in general aren't – it's not the Bible. It's not the word coming from on high. It just usually is directional. Now, you get into the season, it's pretty close. But preseason depth chart, you can't get too serious about it. But at the same time, uh, it starts to give you a little bit of clue on early thinking, a little bit at least, going into into some of these preseason games. Uh, I want to get your first take on this 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 depth chart and what you think. Any surprises for you? Anything that stick out for you so far in seeing that first version? As far as the offensive defense is concerned, I think the depth chart that they put out probably could be could be the depth chart for Week One. Now, I do think mm -hmm. there will be some changes. As you said, the depth chart before the first preseason game means absolutely nothing. I remember when Jack Del Rio <laughs> was the head coach, he said, we'll kiss. Who's part of, I think the PR team there yeah, will put together the, the depth chart for him. So I don't know how much the coach, the coaches probably don't spend a lot of time on this. I wouldn't read too much into it. But there's one thing that stood out to me that I think is worth noting. DeAndre Carter is listed as the starting kick and punt returner. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at the depth chart, most of the new guys that are young guys or guys that are fringe roster guys aren't listed as starters. Now, of course, your, your accomplished new guys are listed as stars. Marcus mm -hmm. Peters, of course, 
right. he's going to be listed as a starter because he's accomplished uh, accomplished player. Mm-hmm. Robert Spillane, though he's not doesn't have a lot of experience listed as a starter. He's a veteran. Same with Marcus Epps, who we've heard has had a strong camp listed as a starter. But I thought it was interesting that they they pushed back Amir Abdullah, who was I believe mm-hmm. the the uh, kick punt returner. They also pushed back Hunter Renfro, who handled punts. And they have DeAndre Carter. Now, DeAndre Carter is new, not not really established, coming off one of his better years, I think his right. best years as far as a receiver. But the fact that he's listed as the lead punt return guy and he's a new guy, I think that's worth noting. Yeah. No, that stuck out at me, too. And I saw Hunter Renfro there on the depth chart second behind Carter, and I wonder why he's even there, period. Like, again, after after what we saw last year, uh, and and Hunter's um, health, you would think that they want to keep him there, but who knows? It, it again, you can't read too much into it. But for me, Mo, looking at the depth chart, I immediately went to offensive line and defensive line because we heard some things, and it turns out we talked about on our show what ended up being, and he did a full mea culpa on it, uh, was Vic Tafer thinking that Jermaine Illuminor was playing at right guard, which he didn't. Jermaine Illuminor went on Twitter to say, "No, I didn't." Uh, and of course, people pile on and try to think, well, he's lying. No, Vic wasn't lying. Sometimes you're out there at practice. It's hard to see across the field. You think you see something and there you go. But nonetheless, um, you look at Alex Barr is listed at uh, right guard with Greg Van Routen right behind him and Jermaine Illuminor at right tackle. Dylan Parham, everything else the same as last year. Uh, the other issue there, too, and I say line, but really it's tight end, which is Austin Hooper, not surprised listed as the number one heading into the first preseason game. Michael Mayer, I still think eventually he will be the starter. But being a young guy, too, there's psychology at play here, Mo. You don't want some of these young guys to think like, oh, they've earned the spot. Yes, it's the first preseason game. We talked about how little it means. But I think there's a little bit of gamesmanship there. And when coaches say, yeah, we don't put a lot of time or thought into the depth chart, that's true. But I also think that they are very careful not to send signals to guys that, hey, you got this thing locked up when it's just the first free, very first preseason game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, prime example in Atlanta, Bijan Robinson is listed as a mm-hmm. third running back. Yeah. You think Bijan Robinson is going to go into week one as a third running back? No, no sir. He's going to get twenty to twenty-five touches. And then this is that's why I said it was important to point out DeAndre Carr. DeAndre Carr is not a rookie or a young guy, but the fact that he's not established like Marcus Peters, mm-hmm. or we haven't heard that he has he's had a strong camp like Marcus Epps, and the fact that he's listed as the Starting kick punt returner, I think, is notable being that Hunter Renfro has more experience there. I mean, Abdullah was the guy there last year, so you would assume that he would have been in that spot just to carry it over, as most of these uh, players are from last year. But the fact that DeAndre Carter is there, I think, is it's important. And I, again, I'm not reading too far into it. DeAndre Carter may be cut by the end of August. Who knows? But I think it's notable that they're giving him a shot to take over both those duties because it gives him a line to get on the roster, even if Hunter Renfro is not traded, even if Trey Tucker is a part of this offense, DeAndre Carter has a spot and it could be on special teams. 
Yeah, absolutely. Then you look at cornerbacks, right? Nate Hobbs listed one there with Jacorian Bennett, Tyler Hall, Sam Webb, then Marcus Peters, the starting on the other side with Brandon Faison, Amik Robertson, and Duke Shelley. So again, with those roles and what those roles may be, that's not surprising at all, too. And then the rest of the offense, as you talked about, Zamir White at running back. On the inside of the def- defense, Tillery, Nichols, um, and then, of course, Crosby and Jones, linebacker Diablo Spillane, uh, and, and Masterson, of course. So, so again, no surprises. And, and we have to see these guys go out there and play. We're going to have to see how things go this week in practice. We'll get, we'll get good intel starting today uh, after, after the practice with the 49ers. And then, of course, on the game on Sunday, just to see who kind of sticks out and starts to make a name for themselves and maybe start to take some steps towards who's going to earn those jobs but it'll be a few weeks before we really have a solid set on on what's going to go on there going into week one. Not going to go crazy over this, but did you notice that Jacorian Bennett is listed to have Duke Shelley and David Long Jr. and Meek Robinson? Now, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. I, look, it, it just may be because they drafted him fourth and they, you know, you're a drafted player. These guys are new. You're free mm-hmm. agents. Maybe that may be the case, but Jacorian Bennett has had a shot. Ask any Raiders reporter who's been yes. at practice. They said Jacorian Bennett has had a strong camp. So I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that his name is is up there before. Amik, David, and Duke. Not to say that he's going to be ahead of them week one, but I think it's you never know. to know. Well, and I'm, that's why I'm interested. These practices the next few days and then the game on Sunday, that's, I mean, yes, it's not overall exciting to watch a preseason game, but the position battles and to see some of these young players, how they do against live competition, especially in a game environment, getting into the stadium, some of these rookies first time playing in a big NFL stadium, even if they played at big programs, it's a different feeling. So I'm really looking forward to that. And we'll have a better sense. Uh, and when we talk with you, we also have a post-game show, Mo. So we're going to do that. Mo, uh, Murph <laughs> cool and I will, <laughs> yeah, Murph and I will be on live after the 49er game too to talk about what we saw. But nonetheless, I think after the game, we're going to be able to talk. And when you and I get back together on Tuesday, we'll be able to talk about the the kind of what we witnessed there, what we saw, and who played well, who didn't, who struggled. Uh, because there's guys fighting for jobs, veterans, rookies, everybody is in the same boat. There's very few people who have a guaranteed to make this roster. We know who they are, but overall, you're still fighting for playing time. You're fighting for positioning. If you're a free agent who came in for the first year, you're trying to make the team and, and make the money that's part of your contract should you make the team. So it'll be interesting, and I think we'll have an opportunity to, to, to get a better sense of where this team is. But clearly we've seen a lot of talk about how the defense looks pretty good. We'll see if that holds true against the 49ers. Yeah, you say we as a, as a not part of this operation, but no, just jokingly saying that. Just remember, when I'm on Bleach Report, that's an immediate reaction. I usually watch the game two or three times before I come on this show and talk yes. about it. So you're gonna get you're gonna get the detailed response here. You're gonna get the immediate response of Bleach Report. You're gonna get the detailed breakdown when I rejoin you, Scott, for on, on Tuesday for Tuesday's show. And I'm gonna have I'm probably gonna have some things that I missed, some things that I, I took note of that I didn't see initially. So Getting to break down football again, that, that's the exciting part of this whole process. Hey, listen, you know Raider fans, they want as much content as they can get. And, and the, the, <laughs> I mean, I watch the Bleacher Report lives. You never seem to respond to my comments when I'm on there, but but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, about, it's about the fans, that's, so that's cool. But nonetheless, so it's all good, and, and I think that people get an opportunity – to, to hear that, I mean, you get instant reactions, great, because you kind of, it's it's kind of guttural. It's like, hey, this is what we saw. 
But then to your point, you get to do it after you now and analyze and analyze. Hello, Scott. (laughs) Yes. Analyze. We're getting close to the weekend. Uh, Analyze. Then you get the opportunity to really take a deeper dive. Uh, And I always enjoy that because I watch the second or third time you watch the game. um, You're able to really pick up on some things you didn't or focus on areas. You can focus on areas and then come back to it, which is great. So I know everybody will enjoy that. Okay, we're going to step aside for our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about. Devontae Adams causing issues again? Really? Nah, I don't think so. But anyway, we're going to talk about Devontae Adams, his comments to the NFL Network about Josh Jacobs coming up after the break. You're with Mo and Scott. This is Silver and Black Today in Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 